all gas, no brake. We're going to be a special team, baby. We're going for the Super Bowl. The kid stepped up. The kid stepped up. Where's two? Waggy sauce, Gardner. Hit it! Well, folks, November 30th, one day until December. And what did we ask for before the year started? Meaningful December football. And boy, do we have that here with this Jets football team. If the season were to end today, the Jets would be the seventh seed in the playoffs, but a lot of football still left to be played. But this is what we wanted, right, men? And it's the Jets Way podcast. Jake, Sean, and Lorenzo. Guys, meaningful December football led by Mike White. Who could have seen that? Honestly, who you're right. Who could have seen that? Um, Mike White, especially. It's 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 a beautiful thing to see last game, especially. And um, overall in the season, I've been very pleased at uh, what I've seen in the field. Um, my Sundays have been uh, have been good now. Much improved Sundays for sure. Look at us, boys. We've we've made it to meaningful games, and you know, I'm pumped. Every game's a big game from this point on, and uh, excited to see what's going to happen. I don't know about you guys, but I really haven't like looked at much of the draft. Like, really, this is the first year in a long time where I don't even know who's getting mocked in the first round. Like, I don't really know the best players at each position. Like, roughly, I kind of do just because I do watch college football. But like, I, I, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot different compared to previous years, and I'm worrying about tiebreakers and. Um, this big Thursday night game tomorrow against the Pats and the Bills, just stuff like that instead of the drafts and teams losing to help the draft position. It's just, it's a weird feeling, and it's a it's such a better feeling than than worrying about the draft. Yeah, especially like you know since we've uh since we since we've been on the pod, it's been two two rough years back to back. You know, with Adam Gase and obviously last year. So, um. Definitely different times for for the Jetsway podcast, but um, like Jake said, um, we're, we're we're worried about different things these days. It's been a long time, boys. We had 2015 where good season ended in a catastrophe. Oh last, God, help us. <laughs> last last time we were in the playoffs, I was what 14, like we, you know, yes. I was 12, 13 years old. So well, it's you been guys, a long time. you guys are a year younger than than me, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So the last time the Jets were in the playoffs, I was in eighth grade. So you guys were in seventh grade, if that answers your question. So it's yeah, been a it's, long time. It, it's been a long time. <laughs> we're definitely older now. Um, so back to uh, the get the task at hand, which is Sunday against the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota, a tough place to play against a really good football team off of a win on Thanksgiving. How ridiculous is this? The Jets schedule, they have to play the Vikings who get 10 days of rest. Oh, and then next week on Sunday, they have to play the Bills and Josh Allen, who will also get 10, week, 10 days of rest. What? I mean, really? Come on. I mean, th- th- who makes these schedules in the NFL? I don't know what's worse, that or the fact that the primetime games have just consisted of the AFC West and Justin Herbert every single week, it seems like. I mean, the schedule makers in the NFL need to get things figured out in that department. You know, they, they keep throwing the kitchen sink at us, but, you know, we're going to keep prevailing you know, week to week. Um, but yeah, no, I saw that, that stat. I thought it was pretty interesting, but um, what, what were your guys' thoughts on our game against the bills, not being moved to uh Sunday night football. It's been a while since we had one of those as well. 
2010 was the last time. Is that is that correct? 2012, 2010, something like that. 2012, the Tebow season. So I think what was that? 2012, right? Which is just crazy. It's been 10 years. Yeah, but I, I guess I, I, can you consider it Sunday night football if it was Thanksgiving? I guess you can because it was ah, Michael's yeah. and Collingsworth. Yeah, it's prime time. Like we haven't been chosen to be in prime time in a very long time. But I think Connor Hughes said that CBS didn't want to give the game up. That's correct. So I guess. So I guess that's you know I guess cool to see that two networks wanted the game. But I I would love to play on Sunday night. It's been a long time. Just like just like playoffs has been a long time. I got to be completely honest with you. The Sunday night allure has kind of uh, it, it's it doesn't quite have the spice of previous years and pretty much my whole lifetime, not pretty much my entire lifetime without Al Michaels. It's just something about it. It's just not the same without Michaels Collinsworth. So I get it. It's still great to play that one Sunday night in front of the whole world. And obviously the Jets are having a season for us to be proud of today. It would have been nice, but it does sound like it will be a uh, Jim Nance, Tony Romo production uh, for the Jets Bills game next week. And I don't want to look too far ahead, but uh, the fact that two networks wanted the Jets is uh, pretty telling from where we were coming from. So it's nice to, to have that in our back pocket and a feather in our caps. But uh, on to Sunday's game, Minnesota hit the plan. We know that dynamic offense defense is a little depleted. Andrew Booth Jr. will not be playing for the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday. He'll be out. Uh, so, Mac Jones and the New England Patriots were able to throw all over them. I I would hope Mike White will be able to move the football for the Jets on Sunday. But the two big injuries for the Jets, it, it does appear to be uh, Michael Carter did not practice today. Doesn't look like he will play on Sunday. I, who knows? But just my just from past experiences, I don't think MC will be uh, good to go. And uh, Sheldon Rankins back at practice could be ready to go for Sunday against the Vikings. So injury front. Not too bad. Yeah, I thought the Sheldon Rankins uh, injury news is is uh, very important. I think, um, especially against the Vikings offense, where you know they can beat you in in many different ways. Dobbin Cook, um, Justin Jefferson, um, and they added T.J. Hawkinson, obviously. So, um, I think trying to stop the run, which is what the Jets have kind of taken a step back when when Rankins was out. Um, I'm I'm glad to see that. I'm glad to see him rather um, come back um, to, to this defense. So I'm definitely excited to see him. Yeah, and with Rankins coming back, I'm I'm expecting this D line to dominate, and for maybe a a big game from Coinin as well. The Vikings' two guards are the worst statistical offensive guards in the entire NFL. I expect a massive day from Quinnen Williams, and Kirk Cousins is not the most mobile quarterback in the world. We we should be able to hit him with no problem and be disruptive, and hopefully he'll throw us a couple because we know Kirk Cousins when he's flustered, and it's it's weird. Kirk Cousins is the type of quarterback where I feel like there's no middle ground with Kirk Cousins. It's either a great game or it is a terrible game, like we saw against the Cowboys or his classic primetime meltdowns. Um, so something to watch there. We, we should be able to get to Kirk Cousins, no problem. Stopping Dalvin Cook is definitely a great start because when they're able to establish play action with Justin Jefferson, it could be a long day in the office. I don't care who um, the Jets have. And I also don't think the Jets will be covering Justin Jefferson with just Sauce Gardner. I think that'll be a DJ Reed slash double team bracket assignment and sauce going man to man with Adam Thielen on the other side of the field. It's just not how the Jets play defense. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Um, and we've seen in previous games, I don't think sauce was um, like against the Dolphins. I don't think he was always on Tyreek Hill against the Bengals as well. Um, he kind of split between Jamar Chase and T Higgins. So 
Um, that's a great point. Um, just going back to the offense, um, I'm, I'm curious to see what this running back room looks like. Um, if Michael Carter doesn't play, um, obviously we saw Bam Knight and what he did against the Bears defense, um, Ty Johnson, and um, again, James Robinson, who had uh, some things to say in the media as well. So I'm I was curious. going to ask both of you if you thought uh, James Robinson would play this week. Um, I If Michael Carter is not playing, then yes. But I think if Michael Carter is healthy or – you know, is suiting is suiting up. I think um, Bam Knight deserves another shot. I don't think he's gonna play. Yeah, I, I, I think Carter. Michael Carter's. Yeah, if 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 Michael Carter's out, I think J Rob definitely has to be uh on the field. Yeah, I think James Robinson will be an early down back if Michael Carter's not on the field. I think he'll have a much bigger role than people anticipate. I know everybody loves Bam Knight now, but got to remember that was his NFL debut. It was the Chicago Bears, the Jets. He, it, it felt like he was playing a little bit more as the Jets grew more of a lead to get him more reps and more get, get his feet wet in the NFL. So for all the fantasy football players out there, I wouldn't start a Jets running back if Michael Carter doesn't play on Sunday. I do think Ty Johnson, who, let's face it, Ty Johnson, he's earned his spot. Uh, he really, I, I know we're not the biggest fans of Ty Johnson. You can't really hate if the Jets play him on Sunday. Definitely warranted another look uh, for this upcoming week. So I think it'll be all three running backs. I don't think Michael Carter will play. I think the Jets will want to play it safe, especially with a huge – I'm not saying the Jets should be looking ahead, but with Buffalo next week, you probably want a guy like Michael Carter out there, if not full strength, but something close to full strength. So I think they give him a week off. Yeah, I mean, listen, that would that would be huge. Obviously, we're lo- looking ahead, but um, you know, health is important, especially with uh, the way the injuries have have hit our team this season. Um, it's crazy that we're seven and four, but people forget that like <laughs> we we've we've had some interesting injuries to to key positions. So um definitely on the side of of caution here for me. How how is Rob Salad not in the coach of the year conversation? Isn't that crazy? I, I think I think it's personally, you know, crazy. Obviously, this roster is very uh, well put together. Um, but a lot of things that we've gone through this season have been crazy there's been three quarterbacks there's been what five left tackles or whatever oh, is. left so like, tackles <laughs> you know we we've had Bruce some all hurt exactly so um, elijah moore <laughs> a lot elijah moore wanted to be i mean i gotta give an apology to elijah moore clearly and maybe that's why they didn't trade him maybe they knew that wilson was the problem the whole time seriously i mean yeah for sure listen two wide two wide receivers on the jets team requested trades at two different times and um, they're both playing, um, you know, a huge success of the season or, or going to at some point. So, um, that just shows, I guess, you know, what Joe Douglas is doing and, and his trust in this team. Yeah. It was never a question of talent with Elijah and even we got Mims, you know, making plays He's a great blocker. Obviously he's not, I don't think he's ever going to be like a great, like ball catcher for us, but he'll be a, like a good player in the offense and the offensive line. Even though it was the Bears, you know, we got a makeshift offensive line right now, and they've been playing well. Yeah, Mims is just the fact that he's putting on a jersey is starting to become a victory of itself. Jeff Smith is finally becoming inactive on Sundays, which has been something that I pleaded for for the last two years from this coaching staff, and that that's definitely refreshing to see that a second-round pick is able to put a jersey on on Sundays. That is, even though the Jets probably still should have drafted Chase Claypool, who made a nice catch over Gardner on, uh, on Sunday, but still – um, definitely great to see from that aspect. But yeah, guys, just going back to to just all the circumstances with uh, this season with Salah, 
all the stuff that he's had to deal with. And also, we have to give credit to Joe Douglas with these fines that he found. I'm not just talking about the guys in the draft. How about guys like Nate Herbig off the waiver wire? Dwayne Brown, Mekhi Becton gets hurt. Dwayne Brown is playing at an exceptional level for the Jets. I can't even believe I doubted Dwayne Brown and wanting to play at one point. <laughs> at one point, I didn't think Dwayne Brown would, was even going to be a member of the team, let alone playing this well. So that was, that was definitely great to see. But, you know, you got Herbig, Dwayne Brown, Bam Knight, an undrafted free agent. It's just the list goes on and on with Joe Douglas and these fines that he's had. And even the guys on the defensive line like keeping Nathan Shepard around, Solomon Thomas, Bryce Huff, that's an undrafted free agent, Vinny Curry, guys like that, that Douglas has found is something that we haven't had with an executive with this football team in ever in my life, certainly not in our lifetime. So um, we need to give a lot of credit right now to these guys and hopefully they finish strong and this isn't all for waste. I think if they would have kept starting Zach Wilson, the season may have went down the tubes and I'm glad we avoided that. I'm glad they were smart enough to realize that that was a possibility, which drives the point home even further that we have the right two guys running this franchise. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I think um, obviously Joe Douglas has put together um, quite a roster. I think he's drafted um, some stars, but he's gotten, you know, like, like you said, Jake, a lot of um, glue guys, I call them, you know, guys that aren't really filling up the stat sheet per se, but they make a play here, make a play there um, that helps winning. So um, those are my favorite guys to root for specifically, but, um, I think I think uh, uh, Joe Douglas has done a great job in his decision making, um, especially with the whole Zach uh, Mike White thing, too. Yeah. Uh, JFM, too. JFM was a waiver claim. Yep. At one point. And and they paid him, too. And he's a Barrios. big. Yeah, him, too. He, he's a big player on the defensive line. And it's never easy benching your second overall pick player, you know. So I think that was obviously uh, Joe Douglas had saying that, too. So. That was just it, it. It took a lot of balls to do that. I think Zach definitely lost the locker room, but hey, we're here now. We won on Sunday, and you know, adding into this week, trying to stack some wins with Mike White. You know, it it does get frustrating all week. Still hearing these ridiculous takes. Like people are like terrified if Mike White is the guy. I don't understand it. Who is to say Mike White cannot be the team's quarterback moving forward? I I, I get it. We kind of had this debate last time. Who, if this guy was one of the first, if he was a first round pick, if he was literally anybody besides Mike White, if he wasn't a 27 year old cast off from the Cowboys named Mike White, a fifth round pick from Western Kentucky, people would be going nuts calling this guy a franchise guy. I'm sick and tired of people dismissing White, Mike White. Mike White is the Jets quarterback, and that's who he is. I don't give a damn about anybody else's quarterback, and that's all great. And everybody wants to look at the offseason and, um, think about Zach's development. I can give a damn less if Zach plays again with the way uh, Mike White played last game. So I'm giving Mike White a real chance to be the Jets guy moving forward. This is not a week-to-week audition. This is a Mike White is our quarterback until we see he's not the quarterback moving forward. Yeah, I, I think you I think you said it perfectly. Like, he's the guy. Um, I think he, again, I don't, I don't want to believe too much in, in draft position and draft stock, things like that. Um, I think just based on what we've seen on the field, you know, Mike White has shown that he can play in this league. And I think, you know, he out of what his four or five um, starts or, or times playing, he's had three or four really good games, or great games uh, for, for some. Um, so I think, you know, he deserves a shot, um, especially with the the weapons around him. I think his job shouldn't be too difficult. You know, we're not asking him to be 
um, Pat Mahomes or one of these top quarterbacks or just asking him to to make the throws, um, make the easy throws um, and not turn the ball over. So um, as long as he could do that, he he has uh, the confidence um, for, for myself and a lot of the fans. Yeah, I mean, he, he deserves a shot to prove that he could be this team's quarterback going forward for sure. I mean, the rest of the year should be his. Like, he's proven that he could play. And, you know, I'm not I'm not ready to, you know, give him the title or anything, but he's he's shown he could play. So let's let's go win games. This is his team moving forward, and let's go for it, Mike White. The best quote I heard all week was from uh, the legendary Joe Beningo, in my opinion, the best host that WFAN ever had. I mean, that's a real fan right there. If they're the fan, that that's Joe B. And he had, he put it great on his podcast. He said, when was the last time you saw a Jets quarterback play the game Mike White played on Sunday? Oh, wait, it was Mike White last year against the Bengals. I Just, mean, he's right. He's, he's right. right. I'm, I'm giving Mike White a real chance, man. People are ta- – I'm talking to all my buddies that aren't Jet fans. They're like, oh, well, you know, it was the Bears. Relax. Like, you're getting a little too carried away. I'm like, no. Listen, this is what everybody wants. And – you know, get it. I get it. It was the Bears, and it was it was pouring rain, and Mike Mike uh, Mike White was still making all these great throws. And people forget though, last year, and who knows, drafting quarterbacks in the first round all these years, Darnold and Sanchez and Geno and Christian Hackenberg, and now Zach. Who maybe something great happened to this franchise? Maybe this is our. Um, you just think of decisions that change the courses of franchises. Maybe sitting the second pick in the draft down and playing a fifth-round pick from Western Kentucky that is an afterthought from America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, named Mike White, is maybe that's the way we find our guy. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, listen, who knows is right. Uh, I think we we gave a lot of good examples um, on the last show, but – you know, there are guys that are sometimes drafted in the first round that just aren't cut out for this league. And there are guys who are drafted in the fifth, sixth round that make a name for themselves. You know, that's that's kind of why it's hard to be an NFL scout or NFL just, just decision maker in general. So, um, you know, nobody knows. Again, I, we've seen crazy things in New York. I actually just saw the uh, Jeremy Lin documentary kind of brought me back to some those those times those those Nick days. So white could be bigger. That's what I'm saying. You never you never know, man. Nobody expected that, you know couple of games here for Mike White. You know, hopefully he he kind of keeps it consistent and and takes us to the to the never foreseen place. <laughs> let, let me ask the two of you with Mike White and just the overall outlook on things this week. What type of game plan do you expect to see from Mike LaFleur? Is it still a little bit more conservative or do you think the playbook is now opened up more now that Mike White is the quarterback? Um I think the playbook is opened up a lot or it's going to i agree Um, i think in that new england game or the second new england game i thought lafleur they were being a lot very conservative and the patriots almost knew exactly what plays they're running because zach couldn't make a throw it was either you're gonna hb dive or you know try to make something happen you know on short passing with with zach wilson but um i thought the play calling last game especially there were things opening up um and, and and mike white was making the throws so um, I think Mike White, or at least for this game, rather, it's going to be more passing than running uh, just because of the the Vikings defense. Uh, they're banged up in the secondary. So um, I think it's going to be a lot of play action, 
um, and and definitely uh, deep shots down the field. Yeah, they definitely got to open up the playbook. I mean, Mike Mike showed last week that he can make the reads and throw to ten different guys. So, and and the week uh, passing defense, as Lorenzo mentioned, just just going back to Mike White and if if he's a guy or not. We've been burned so many times. I can't Every be all time. in already. What? I, I'm not saying I'm all in though on white. No, I feel you. I feel you. But but like, it has been every time. That that's what I said. Yeah, it's been every time. whole life. <laughs> yeah, but listen, I'm not saying I'm all in on Mike White. No, I'm know, saying why can't it be no. Mike White? Why not him? I I agree. I I agree. He it's deserves just, a true shot, and he's gonna get it. And I was also because I do listen to a lot of you know radio and whatnot, and this was a really good point that I think Tiki Barber brought up. And this was great. Michael LaFleur is an offensive coordinator. You have to remember this, guys. It's just funny because Salah is such a – like Salah is, is the ultimate positive vibes guy. The actions with Salah speak a lot louder than his words because in one breath he's doing an interview saying, oh, you know, we still want Zach Wilson to play and we're still very focused on his development. Well, if you're really – and then he also said in the same interview – but this is Mike White's opportunity to show what he's got. I mean, really, which one is it, Sal? And you're the, and you're playing Mike White now, so we know exactly where you stand on this. But the point that Tiki brought up that I completely agreed with, and it really something I never really thought about, Mike LaFleur as an offensive coordinator. If we're so worried about Zach Wilson's development, Mike White is still an inexperienced quarterback himself. We need to bring him along a little bit. So, what are we doing here? I think that seriously. I, I don't think the Jets really care that much about Zach Wilson. I think they're more worried about White and the game plan on Sunday so we make the playoffs, and rightfully so. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, I think both things could be true. Um, I think Sean brought this up last week where, I mean, not uh, in last show, but, you know, tech, not technically, but they kind of still have to think about the future just in case Mike White is not the guy. I mean, they're not, I don't think they're fully out on Zach Wilson, but I also believe that, they're for right now they're going to give Mike White every opportunity or every chance to show that he can be the guy or he can be at least better than what Zach Wilson is so um i think at some point you have to hold Zach accountable and like hope that he can be the guy if if Mike White isn't um so i think they have to f- think about the future in that regard but um i think right now it's it's Mike Mike White's opportunity to lose i think someone mentioned it last last show that like this team's way ahead of schedule they have they have these young guys playing at a very high level so Mike White definitely gives the team the best shot to win now but if he is the guy they definitely have to bring him back there's no doubt about that but it it is a it is a weird spot to put to to be in the like free agent he should he put together what seven games but it would it just very interesting to see like what that contract would look like. Yeah. I'm not too worried about the Mike white contract now, to be honest with you. We'll see how the rest of the season goes, but something to really think about. I mean, I think the jets are kind of high on this guy. If you, if you think about it from just a big picture perspective from the time, I mean, look, they made the guy, the backup after the first, New England game, when Flacco was the backup the whole year, that was an eyebrow razor. But honestly, the Mike white real eyebrow razor was, you know, you bring Flacco back to be the veteran backup. Why are you bringing back Mike White to the team? You know what I'm saying? If you have that much confidence in Wilson, 
maybe, maybe, and just maybe, this was a thought on their mind. Maybe they thought maybe Mike White could be better than Zach. I, I he looks much better than Zach. It's not even close. <laughs> like, it's not even close. You can't – I'm glad that that's not even a debate right now, that Zach Wilson's better. <laughs> like, it's – I'm glad. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you're right. It's it's very – I think that's something that it kind of flew under the radar, at least um, in the offseason for me. But, no, that's a, that's a great point. Like, if they really thought that Zach Wilson was the guy before the year or even during the year at this point, like – there would only be two quarterbacks in the roster or there would at least, you know, things like that. Mike but, White. Yeah. They could have, they could have cut him. So um, there's obviously a reason there's a reason they kept him around. Um, and, and you know, we're seeing it now. It's not like he played good in the preseason either. Mind you, he didn't play his way on this team. No. I mean, you, you gotta have some insurance policies. I mean, they, they had one though in Flacco. Th- yeah, but that's that's Joe Flacco. He can't move, you know. He hasn't really shown Grant too much. Granted, Zach last did get hurt, years. so I guess you had to keep White yeah. on the team. But still, I think he was making the team regardless. That was never really like a, a no. I agree. Conversation. Hey, Mike. Mike shown that he could ball. Like he tore the Bengals up. His jersey's in the Hall of Fame for that game. So like he's they definitely liked him. You know, he's played the two best games that of the Jets quarterback the last few years. And I brought this up on the podcast in the offseason, and you guys agreed with me. The best the offense looked was when Mike White was the Jets quarterback last year. You saw Elijah Moore get more involved. You saw Michael Carter get more involved in the passing game. We saw these short intermediate passes, the checkdowns. We saw yards after the catch. We didn't really see that with Zach Wilson at all. And everyone was saying, well, you know, relax, you know, offseason. And that was like the big rebuttal. I'm like, well, stuff to ignore that they look better with Mike White. That, yeah. Their best games with Mike White. I mean, listen. The facts don't lie. The stats don't lie. So I, I won't. Uh, I won't disagree with you there. But um, I think, from my perspective, I was just. I wanted to give Zach. I oh no, I me too. Yeah, like I wanted to give him more than you know an injury, injury riddled first season with not the best weapons. Um, so I at least wanted to give him this year. But after what I've seen in the past couple games, um, he just he just didn't have it right now. You know, I don't know what he's going to be in the future. Who knows what that's going to look like? Um, but you know, if you can't make simple screen passes and, and simple throws multiple times, that's a big part of the offense. And then, though, yeah, then I I think it's I think it's time to you know take a seat. I think I said before the season, just based off Zach's rookie year, the stat show and the history shows that he's not going to pan out. And we were in he, denial. We were definitely. I mean, <laughs> we were in you always got to. We always got to hold on to hope, hold on to what you can. And even for Mike White, you know, the guy bounced around, waiver claims on multiple teams, and here he is, you know, and maybe, just maybe, he could be our guy. Yeah, uh, listen, <laughs> yeah, we were really in denial. The best thing DJ was like, yeah, he could be Derek Carr. And everyone's like, yeah, we would be fortunate if Zach turned into Derek Carr. He would have two losses. Uh, no, it's true, though. I mean, it, it makes you think, if Mike White started the whole year for the Jets, what is their record? Seriously. Could, uh, just be nine and two. Games. could could very well be nine and two. Yeah. It's they have been in every game that they've lost this year. Seriously. Could have gone either way. Poor quarterback play probably cost them the two games. Uh four games. Yeah. I I know. Definitely definitely in agreement there. <laughs> oh man. But uh it's it's good to have Mike White now. I, I really hope that this is not a flash in the pan. And something to remember about last year. Everybody wants to get on Mike White about the uh Bills game. 
not only were the Bills better, which we talked about last time, and obviously the Jets weren't this good, who knows? Maybe Mike White was playing hurt because he knew that his chances were very limited. The fact that he's Mike White and Zach Wilson was due to come back soon. He thought he didn't want to lose his job because of an injury. Who knows? Maybe Mike White wasn't 100% that day. We'll see. We got to worry about this week. I'll talk about it. I don't want to jinx anything because whenever I do that, it doesn't work out. But um, people got people to give him a chance, man. It's really – I think Jet fans have, by the way. I think the Jet fans want Mike White to be the guy. I think it's the media that is terrified that something great can happen to this franchise. I mean, listen, it's it's hard not to root for the guy. Like, it's like everybody loves a good underdog story, like things like that. And, like, even, even you saw it in, against the Bears, like – MetLife, it was raining, pouring all day, and the fans were still just as loud. You know, they're chanting Mike White all games. Like, it just shows that, like, this obviously this fan base wants him to, to succeed. But, um, yeah, man, they're, they're trying to give him a chance, just like we are. We definitely want him to be the guy, but we'll we'll take any guy at this point. I don't care who it is. We'll take those wins. Yeah. I, think, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I personally think Mike White's going to have another monster game on Sunday. The I Mike really White do. mania? The Mike White mania will be in full effect if they beat Minnesota and in between that and the Bills game that week is going to be crazy. How many games left do the Jets have in the season before I make a, a take here? Um, they have six games. Let me, let me give you guys a hot take. I think the Jets might go five and one for the rest of the year. Who's I, the- I, I think that's within question. Are you, are you, who's your one loss? If, if you have thought that far, I, I hate, I hate going, uh, you know, Okay, no, I just wanted to just just wanted to make sure. Okay. I'm just I, I have a funny feeling they're gonna win like five. I, I think the Jets will win at least four more games for the rest of the season. So four and two at minimum, I think this football team will go. I think they're that good, and I think they're finally going to get something from the quarterback position that's a plus, and they're not going to win in spite of the quarterback. And hey, even if they win in spite of the quarterback, they'll get enough plays from Mike White in my opinion, because they weren't getting any from Wilson in the beginning of the year. I think they'll get a few plays from Mike White, and I think they might find a little bit more balance in their offense because they can't really pound the rock like that anymore without Brees Hall. And I think White will make a few plays for them to get them into the playoffs with what, what would their record be if they go four and two for the rest of the year? They'd be six. They'd 11, be 11 and six. 11, yeah. Wow. Imagine that. I think it's definitely possible. That's my take. I, I think it's uh, definitely think it's possible. Um I think uh, I think I think we can go four and two in the in this last stretch here. Um, again, Mike White just has to play turnover free football. I think he'll make the throws. I'm not even, you know, I'm confident that he'll make the throws. It's just don't don't let one mistake become you know a, a terrible game. That's that's all I, I'm I'm rooting for. Four and two is definitely doable. There's you know we we all know the teams that are left on the schedule and it's definitely doable. And I think the defense shows up in a big way on Sunday. I do. I think they're going to sack Kirk Cousins a ton on Sunday. This Vikings offensive line is not very good. I do think people got to get a little bit more realistic. I think Jefferson is still going to have a Justin Jefferson type of performance. I think he's a little too good. Um, And also, we got to remember, Sauce is a rookie at the same time, folks. He is. I get it. He's played some good receivers this year in college. Hey, he didn't see Justin Jefferson yet this year. This is a different type of receiver, Sauce. And um, again, I'm not even sure how much Sauce will see of him. He will still get his. I think Dalvin Cook will be a problem. I think that is the. I think that's the key to the game. I think if you shut him down and you make Kirk Cousins beat you and make him one dimensional, I think the Jets' secondary is good enough, and I think they can get to him enough to force him to throw some ill-advised passes. 
And if we win the turnover battle, it's good things ahead. And because I think Mike White will be one of the reasons why we win this game because the offense is going to put up some points and we won't have to, you know, say, well, can we move the ball now? We got stops on deep. No, we're going to play complimentary football now. And that that's a great feeling to have. I think uh, I think I definitely agree with that. I think, the, you know, Justin Jefferson will obviously get his. I think the key is stopping the run um, and obviously ho- and hopefully playing with a lead. Um, I think if the Jets score 21, 24 points, we win this game. No, I, I, I definitely agree with you guys. What's a Justin Jefferson game against the Jets, a hundo and a tutter? I, I hate doing that, but he's going to have a good game. I, I don't think they're going to make him a non-factor. If they do, I mean, listen, I definitely hope they do. But, I mean, Who yeah, you- maybe not 100 yards, but I don't know. I, I think he'll score, though, to be honest with you. It's like, bro, this is Justin Jefferson. Who did who did they play when he had a dud this year? The Eagles. An absolute dud of a game. I a Darius Slay. How do they play? Oh, the Eagles was horrible too that night. Don't yeah. That Monday I mean, that night game. Sense. And I have a little bit of a small prediction for Sunday. How about we fall on a fumble? <laughs> oh. God forbid. <laughs> God we- forbid. <laughs> hey, hey. And and a big game from Elijah Moore for him this year. <laughs> Listen. The Jets were practicing fumble recoveries today. In practice. <laughs> they were? Yeah, they were. There was a video. Manifested. Are you kidding Manifested. me? Dead serious. <laughs> you got to send me the said video. <laughs> the fact that practicing. they're practicing fumble recoveries. Hey, I'll take it. It's, it's showing. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, you probably have a really good football team if, you de- if you're dedicating time to recovering fumbles in practice, but – can't hate on how this football team's been ran this year. It's been uh, really great. And that's why I really hope it works out and this team makes the playoffs, man. We've had such a good year. It's been such a 180 from previous years. This team deserves to make the playoffs. And if you look at the AFC, we just need to get into the dance and then we'll worry about everything else. And that's another thing that I would like to advise the uh, the Jets faithful. I get it. The tiebreakers are fun to look at and whatnot, but don't lose sleep over the tiebreakers just yet. Wait till week 14. Make sure everybody gets their bye week. So, you know, winning percentages and whatnot, don't throw things off. Make sure everyone has their buys. See how many games left are in the division. And more importantly, let's take care of our own business on a weekly basis. If we take care of our own business on a weekly basis, we will end up to where we want to be at the end of the year. Because you have to remember, the two teams ahead of us in the division are two teams that the Jets have beaten this year already. So if they take care of their own business, we've achieved all of our goals. And that's what we could ask for. I agree. I think this team is better than, you know, hoping for someone else uh, to help them get in. I think we have the, the talent and the guys to handle business ourselves. Perfectly said, Jake. Um, and yeah, I, we got six games left. It's 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 December. Let's 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 keep it going. The the team is well coached, so they're they're a week to week team. They're not looking ahead, looking around at different teams in the division. So week to week and let's win each game every week. Do our and best. The, and the best part about this team is, and this is something I've been really critical of of the Jets before in the past, where they win a game and they're dancing around all week and doing a victory lap. Not this team. This team expects to win these games. I, I know we we say it on a weekly basis here, but this team expects to win, and they get ready and they stay focused on the task at hand, and that is reflection on good coaching. And this coaching staff, it's growing on me. And I, I love being wrong, and I wanted to be wrong the whole time, and I'm, I'm glad about that, so – yeah, no, I think this again, this this coaching staff definitely deserves a lot of praise. Um, yeah, let's let's keep again, let's keep it going. Um, let's come out 
let's come out strong against the Vikings. Obviously, we're four and one on the road, so um, you know, let's let's keep that streak going. Lorenzo said it. This team's, you know, we got some road dogs. You know, let's let's keep it going. In a on Sunday, we get a, Mike White in a dome. Yeah, that's true. No rain, a dome. No rain, a dome. <laughs> and White was cooking in a dome the last time before yeah, he got exactly. hurt. So I'm pumped. I, I really am. This is uh, this this will be a good game, man. And we got it's all right there in front of us. It's what 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 more can you say? What a time. What a time, indeed! What a time <laughs> brings it brings a tear to the eye. It, it really does. Well, folks, <laughs> that'll do it for tonight. Thank you for listening to the Jetsway podcast. Like always, please leave us a review, five star review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the podcast; it definitely helps out the program. Just press subscribe. The latest episode goes right to your phone. I say it on a weekly basis now. Can't ask for a better piece of technology. Really is a great invention for whoever created that. So go ahead and do that right now. It is Jake, Sean, and Lorenzo signing off here. As always, guys. Go Jets. Go Jets.